the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Time to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show ahead of tonight's Blues versus Panthers game, a game that you will hear right here in your home for the Blues, 101 ESPN. Alex has your pregame coverage at 6, puck drop at 7. JR, what's going on, man? Not too much. How you doing, Mr. Wedding Week boy? I'm 50% here mentally right He's now. He's not 50%, JR. Yesterday was 10%. He's like 5% right here. I was going to say 50 is more than usual. Yeah, well, that's wow. very true. <laughs> I don't Every don't day is that about that one with him. JR, there's some rumblings going on around Enterprise Center that you're thinking about suiting up and playing the forward position tonight for the Blues. I thought he would be a defenseman. Oh, I don't I don't think so. I th- the only thing I could do in hockey is uh, it looks like I got the pads underneath my clothes if I were playing goalie, but uh, I can't stop a puck. So Your son's we'll... been practicing, though, and your new, little, oh, yeah. uh, your new ice rink he's downstairs. He's got some skills. Uh, he's got some skills. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he has no... Uh, he has no uh, ability to play at the NHL level, nor right. will he ever it's because body. of these genes. <laughs> so he will be sitting at home watching tonight as the Blues suit up, like you guys are discussing here, just uh, 17 skaters. So, JR, in all seriousness, how has the NHL not fixed this? It seems like a simple fix, but maybe I'm missing something here, and I'd, I'd be more than happy to allow you to explain that to me. It seems like the fix here is, hey, when you have a guy that goes on the COVID IL, you're able to bring up a minimum level contract to be able to replace that player on your roster. And when that player comes back off of the IL, you you send that guy back down. It's essentially an emergency situation. Do you understand why the league hasn't gone that route yet? Yeah, I think it's pretty complicated. I'll keep it as simple as I can here. These rules have been in place for for many years, obviously uh, pre-COVID, and there's a penalty to face. You know, if you spend the cap and don't have the cap room to call up a player in an emergency situation. Now, for years and years, it was because of injury, and you know, uh, the the thought was that GMs should prepare and plan for injury and and should leave them some wiggle room. But in the event of COVID, it makes it tougher because these cases, as we know, Justin Falk's getting ripped off the ice just as they uh, get ready to go out for, for warm. And I think there's been more cases than anybody anticipated, and that's because they're testing a lot, so they're catching a lot of people who are asymptomatic. Uh, but the bottom line is this. Last year, we, we all know that there, were, there was a taxi squad. This year, I think the NHL took a harder stance, and uh, along with the NHLPA, they decided at the start of the season together – that they weren't going to offer any salary cap relief for COVID. And so that, that was the rules. That was the rules at the start of the year. And, you know, it wasn't a hot topic. Nobody really thought about it because we wouldn't have these uh, types of cases. 
but I think that now that we're this deep into the season and you see the ramifications that, that you see, it's, it's understandable that we're all saying this is ridiculous. They should make exemptions. Well, you know, if that were to be the case, then they would have had to have done that at the start of the year or at least let it get to a point now where they say something needs to be done and they're just not there yet. Jared, the dumber rule, in my opinion, is what's taking place right now for the Blues. Robert Thomas has been battling through injuries because of this COVID protocol scenario where the Blues have been unable to give him days off because they're short men. And now that he's unavailable due to injury purposes, they make the team suffer for one game and then they allow them to do an emergency call-up. And you put a tweet out yesterday, which I agree with wholeheartedly. Like, I don't understand what the NHL sees as a benefit from that because one you're potentially injuring somebody long term with their career and on top of it you're penalizing a team because they're down men because of COVID scenario it just doesn't make much sense to me and frankly it's taking away from the product on the ice if you're the NHL yeah no I think so too and I'll get to that in one second but if we could just back up to what I said a minute ago let's keep in mind that a lot of these rules were set in place uh, just because of injury you know it wasn't they weren't designed uh, for COVID. So if you're a team that let's say you spend five, six million less, less than the cap and you give yourself some wiggle room and, and you see all these teams uh, around the league, the big uh, market teams are spending to the cap. Well, then they get three or four injuries and now they're, you know, now they might be looking for salary cap relief while the rules in place, Hey, you got to play a, a, a one game short, prove to us that you're in such a dire situation. And, and so I think that's where the rule comes into play. You know, this rule was never meant to have three or four guys, $13 million out with COVID and force teams to play one guy short. So I think that's just the one thing that we have to do is, is, is separate why the rules in place and what we're dealing with now as to why the Blues are having to play one game, one guy short tonight. But now keep in mind what I tweeted yesterday is, look, Robert Thomas has been dealing with this lingering lower body injury for some time. Now it's to the point where he absolutely can't play. So I asked the question, you know, how long has he felt in his own mind forced to kind of go out there uh, just because of the blue situation? Same thing with Braden Chen. He had a serious injury. You know, I, I know what it is, but we can't get into it just because he's still, still dealing with it. But how, how forced did he feel to come back? You know, the one thing that I'll add is that the blues trainers, doctors, they're not going to put somebody out there who's hurt. That's why they're pulling the plug on Robert Thomas. But the big picture scenario is, these, this team needs bodies, and these bodies have felt like they had to go out there because of the situation. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned the the important part here, Jr. Like thirteen percent of the Blues cap, or sixteen percent, excuse me, of the Blues cap is currently on the COVID IL. There's there's no team in hockey that could possibly prepare for something like that. And what bothers me is that they're treating this as an injury. It's not. If you go on the ice and you get hurt and you're banged up, or if you end up with a potential concussion like David Perron, for example, uh, of course that's treated a little bit differently. There is nothing a player can do to avoid uh, these COVID situations. Like We're all dealing with this in our personal lives as well. If you bang up a shoulder and, and you may or may not be able to play for a couple of days, okay, that's one thing. Being placed on the COVID IL, the league knows that player's not going to be available likely for the next 10 days. It just seems so incredibly silly to me. Um, And they can go back to the negotiating table to be able to get this figured out. Because if I'm a players association rep, I would say this is a health and safety issue for our players. We're now playing down men. Or as you mentioned, we've got Robert Thomas, who feels obligated to be out there on the ice because he's trying to be a team player because they're down so many guys or Braden Shin, who's playing through some stuff because they're down so many guys. It's just, 
it's crazy to me that the league has not taken a closer look at this, but um, I'll get off my soapbox now. Let's talk about where the Blues are at now with the roster that they have going into tonight's game. JR, how do I evaluate the team right now? Because I've had a tough time with this. I've said if they can just stay afloat, they can tread water over the next few weeks while they're dealing with all of these COVID and injury issues. I, I think that's kind of a win for them right now. But how are you evaluating the team through this current roster situation? Yeah, to me, you can't you can't evaluate the team. This happens, you know, every couple of years where you get through a stretch of uh, two or three weeks, uh, whether it's you know injuries pile up or, or what have you, uh, where you just can't evaluate the team. I mean, I think you can evaluate heart and effort on some nights, you know, especially when they're playing with a full lineup. You know, I think tonight's difficult uh, with the ten forwards and the seven uh, defensemen. So I'm still you know, willing to evaluate the effort. And I think like we saw in that game against Florida, the efforts uh, there for the most part, but in terms of saying, you know, Hey, this is the St. Louis blues and here's what they need to go out and fix. And here's what they need to go out and get and things like that. We're just in one of those stretches where you can't do that right now because of, you know, the lack of manpower and, and bigger picture. I know you kind of teased to it before the break BK is, is, you know, we can talk all about, Hey, good effort. They played well. And so-and-so logged 22 minutes and really gave it everything he had. But where are we going to be at in January and February when this team's just been run through the mill uh, because of what they're going through right now? Uh, They're not the only team. I get it. There's been some teams that have been shut down, but these guys uh, are playing shorthanded for a long stretch here. You're talking about what five tonight will be the sixth game with just uh, fewer than 12 forwards. You know, this, this ice time is going to add up. And this team, I think, is going to be facing a pretty good challenge in terms of strength and conditioning once they get into January and February. JR, I think the one question that a lot of Blues fans have been asking is what's gone wrong with Colton Pareko? I believe, what what is it, BK? It's his last 10 games that he's a minus 11 for the St. Louis Blues. And uh, he just, he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look like that alpha dog on the ice that Doug Armstrong talked about when they signed him to the extension. Yeah, and you go back to the start of the season. Blues are 5-0. and Colton Pareko's logging, what, 24, 25 minutes. A couple nights there, he was, at, what, 28. And yeah. you thought, okay, he's back. This is what they needed. They needed, you know, if you could put a list of things together that the Blues had to have happen this season, it was Colton Pareko being healthy and playing well. And and to me, you know, he, he usually plays well, so it was just a matter of him being healthy. So you figure once you got the health, the other part will come. And, you know, it just hasn't been there. So I, I just don't uh, understand you know, why we've seen some of the lapses with Colton Pareko. Look, they're never going to change him and turn him into a physical player. Uh, and I realize he doesn't have Jay Bowmeister at his side, but he's still a really good player. There's a reason they wrapped him up in an eight-year deal and, uh, you know, got him in at, at 6.5 because he does have a good future. But it's just uh, for whatever stretch, Alex, you know, maybe the team not being whole or, uh, you know, the forwards, a goal here and there that's that's getting in there. You know, Colton Pareko has been in the middle of a lot of that, and to me, it's it's pretty alarming. He's Jeremy Rutherford. You can read his work over at The Athletic. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. JR, we always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, for sure, guys. Thanks.